A word to the wise. Formality has left the building. Giving you the answers to life's questions that even your best friends would be too shy to offer. This is Snyder On Call with Ann Snyder and Julie Snyder. No relation. No topic is off limits, and even when they don't have an answer, you'll get an answer. Now, here are Julie Snyder and Ann Snyder. Welcome to Snyder On Call. This is our summer, end of summer edition, I think, Ann. Wow. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And once again, we're in studio. It's a blazing hot day. Mm-hmm. And when we get together, we usually have a list of things that we think are very important. We don't know that our listeners find them important, but... But somebody might. Guess what, Ann? 3,000 listeners. Yeah. 3,000 likers. 3,004 listeners. Thank you, number four. Well, thank you, number 3,004. True enough. We're over our uh, yet another milestone and benchmark, Anne, in the journey, sure. wouldn't you say? For our, for our metrics. And we have a lot of things to talk about today. I will say that today, right on your way in studio, we had an incident occur that I think is reflective of a, a pretty much a metaphor from my life at this time. What, what right. happened when you- Well, let me tell you a little bit about what happened. As usual, when I approach studio, your dog proceeds to go bananas, ballistic. But today she was rather quiet, and I walked right in the house. I could have robbed you blind because she didn't make a peep. You greeted me in the kitchen, and so did she, ever so quiet. And I even asked the question, <laughs> did you snip her vocal cords? When all of the sudden, like a shot out of a cannon, she blew past both of us down the back stairs and out the door that I had left slightly ajar. It had not completed closing, so she pushed right through it. Well, great news, listeners. Pause. Now, for those of you (laughs) that are listening in early August, it is Olympic season. There's something called the vault. Women's gymnastics, they run really Super long fast. And super hard. fast. And then they jump. and They hit like a, a platform <laughs> trampoline and they just catapult. My dog actually would have gotten a 10. That was air, <laughs> That was airborne for real. That was Comaniche. She went two paws up, up threw open the 20-pound storm door and ran for the fence, which is in the back of our house. But not before. Running through through the the sprinkler. sprinkler. And all the mud therewith created because we are in a drought. And so we had a lot of fun. Uh, Right now the dog is in the basement in a wash is it called a wash tub? It's called like a service tub, like by the in the, She's in the getting laundry. Service. She's getting service. Yeah. So the two grown women and the two prepubescent boys, like screaming in the backyard, chasing the dog through the sprinkler. Super fun. <laughs> super refreshing. It almost is like the Dennis the Menace movie. It almost oh, is. Geez. Well, anyway, we have so much to talk about, and I like the Olympics. We're on a tight time frame. Yeah. Yep. We're getting ready to actually take some more trips. We have to talk about that. Robin from Boston is a highlight, a highlight of today's podcast. It's what we're going to say pre-recorded earlier. In well, the can. While Anne was at the, where were you, the Baseball Hall of Fame? I, or I was, a, my fourth? child plays travel baseball, so I was... Out of town at uh, a tournament in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My so my, apolo- my apologies. 
Well, we're going to get that incorporated in today, today's podcast, but we have so much more. So listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you have a nice, cool beverage because we've got a lot to lot to A lot of ground to cover. A lot of ground to cover. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And this is Snyder On Call. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on. Welcome back to Snyder On Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And Julie, even though it's... I'm going to say early August. We are being bombarded with back-to-school advertisements, the lists from schools of all the random weirdo supplies, very particular items that need to be hunted down at a million different stores, and of course all the cleaning products and antibacterial stuff you got to send into school. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So we both have middle schoolers, and thankfully... We only have one each because if you can imagine the back to school list, which is now on our website Mm -hmm. of our, our respective children's schools, by the way, they posted in June before dismissal from the previous year. Have a great summer. Here's a list for September. (laughs) And a couple of posts up on social media from very frustrated friends who Mm -hmm. have not one, not two, but three children. And whatever craziness we're dealing with, imagine multiplying that. There's no way. Doubling it or tripling it. I want to know, A, uh, and if we have any tax attorneys listening, (laughs) if my child goes to a private school that is in need of charitable items, like school supplies, can I write them off? Can I take it as a contribution, a donation? If you will. Yeah. I'm making a donation to the school. Well, what I don't get is like some schools, like out west, if you will, my sister has a school in her zip code where Seattle. Right. Where you you just send in you send in twenty bucks and guess what? When the kid shows up to their desk on school day number one, all their crap is sitting there in a pile waiting for them. No moms are running all around. The school buys it in bulk as a convenience and Thank for you. price point positivity. Thank you. And they get everybody, you know, all the three prong folders they need. Well, I have a novel idea. For those of us that pay tuition, how's about <laughs> how's about you raise the tuition by a hundred bucks? Yep. And and do just like they do out west. Yeah. And, and order then it OPS. wholesale. I'll even let you raise it by $250. So not only are you getting my school supplies, but you're not asking me for a red cent during the course of the school year. Ugh. Not bake sale, not chip in for Mr. So-and-so's going away gift, <laughs> not we need <laughs> such and such for a project. Just I'll, just tack it on my tuition well, and you go get it. I mean, honest to God. And then if if... We have any listeners who have children who are in a public school district, meaning you're already paying a gazillion dollars in school taxes. Mm -hmm. Why are you, as a taxpayer, paying for paper and pencils for your kid, much less Kleenex, Clorox wipes, a specific 
glue stick. Yeah. I'm, I'm Why don't I get my school taxes back if I don't send my kid to the public school in my zip code? Well, that's a whole I mean, lot I'd of like that a lot. That, well, I'd like, I, I don't utilize the service. The president that the presidential candidate that would get you that, Annie. He he ain't gonna win. I'm he, sorry. He cried. He cried. <laughs> he got crazy. Well, I would just say that I have spent a lot of time at Target and CVS and Rite Aid and Walgreens hunting down those $99 markers. Oh, Uh-oh. wait, wait, no, 99-cent markers. Um, Might as well be $99 at the end of it. I know, and by the time I get all the way through. But the Uh-oh. other day, I actually got a twofer. What? Well, the twofer was, I was on my way to work. I gingerly grabbed my earlobe to validate my earring selection and for got, the day guess what i came well, up empty i came up empty mm. and there there's just something about when i go to work other than on fridays because by then i'm i'm done that i want to have it all together i want to have my ring i want to have my wedding ring of course to to signal any interest to, to let all the gents at work know off limits fellas well that's not why i want to have my ring on but i have my ring on i want to have a nice bracelet a necklace and an earring set accessories so i happen to be very near a cvs where i knew the glue sticks were 99 cents wow. and i thought i'm gonna just stop who you know they're open at eight it was like five after eight i was the only customer sure in beat the CVS. rush uh have you ever bought jewelry at a drugstore <laughs> That's a hard no. That's a hard no. Well, let me tell you why. Because the selection of jewelry Slim at a drugstore, the demographic that they're chasing, it ain't you and it ain't me. It's a, it's a tweener or a teen girl Wow, who might be out with her mom because the jewelry selection at the CVS is co-located in merchandise right next to the 99-cent makeup selection. Oh, cripes. <laughs> so there were all these, like, I mean. So did you, like, roll into your high-powered executive meeting with, like, cupcake <laughs> earrings on? <laughs> there was, like, a pair of lips. There was a pair of high heels. There was a pair of cupcakes. There were panda bears. Oh, I, nice. I could have gone right. Asian crazy. I actually <laughs> ended up finding a... Hoop. Well, the other thing is they have Oop, hoops. There that, it is. They're so big. They're like hula hoops. Oh, no. And I could rip out my ear. So I did find a, a, what I would call a more more appropriate set of jewelry. And I got my, my glue stick. Now, what's the material on those earrings? Is that like a tin? Is that a it's, tin foil? It's is a, that a... It's a rin tin tin. It's, <laughs> it's like a... I mean, she's uh, not the highest quality. She's not. No, you're not a Tiffany's. She's a quick fix. No, God, you're not. You're not a Tiffany's. You're not a Jared. You're not. Uh, you're nowhere. Actually, no. you're at CVS at the 99 right. cent counter. But I, uh, I purchased them. I was happy to put them in my earlobes. And were they gold-ish or silver? They were gold until three o'clock when my my earlobes <laughs> turn a green. <laughs> And then I rolled right into evening, had to yeah. go to a fundraiser for the botanical yeah. gardens, and I said, I've gone green. There yeah. you go. Kids. There you go. Well, Make anyway, it work. get your list together, save your receipts, uh, 
go ahead and write it off. And I have found that even when you wait until the 11th hour and you miss the boat on the purple three-prong, two-pocket, high-gloss, three-ring hole, trapper, keeper, folder. One-inch binder. You can just supplement with something else and they don't ever send a note home and like they don't we're so compliant and we're so used to doing the right thing and getting everything the way it's supposed to be that like when we have to step outside that we get real nervous but I say go for it well the most telling thing is that when my son brought his backpack home for clean out day oh yeah I would I would say two-thirds of what I bought him Mm -hmm. Brand new, still not not yeah, even. Yeah, that's happening at my place, too. Yeah, so I'm going to repurpose. We mm-hmm. call it a repurpose. Repurpose. There For you. real. For real. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I am Ann Snyder. This is Snyder on Call. Off from my city, off from my home. Welcome back to Snyder Uncle. I'm Julie Snyder. <laughs> and just as we were getting ready to, to take this segment and put it in the can, if you will. I told Anne that as I talked about the fact that we are going to take a trip, I wanted her to be very mindful of not announcing any dates because I didn't want our listeners. Because all 3,004 <laughs> of you are going to come over here and ransack the place <laughs> if I give away the specific dates. Well, what I wanted to talk about is the fact that normally I've been married. How long have I been married? Like I, I know we talk about nine this. or no, ten. No, it's like twelve. Oh, yeah, because your kids. Yeah, kids twelve. I've been married thirteen. Yeah, yeah, maybe close to fourteen. Perhaps maybe fourteen in October. Ooh. And most of the trips that we have taken since I said I do don't involve nature. <laughs> She's not a real art outdoorsman. No. Like, you're not doing that survival trip with Bear Gillis, like that guy who goes into the mountains. No. (laughs) And I'm not doing Naked and Afraid, and I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. But do you know this is the 100th anniversary of the National Park System? I did know that. Yes, I did know that. And we have watched the Ken Burns documentary, Mm. and my husband has had a dream uh, not Martin Luther King's dream. Uh, and certainly not yours. That's <laughs> certainly not mine. His dream has been to visit many national parks with our son. And you know how highly mobile I am when it comes to hiking or walking any long distance. Yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, I'm not, trip. I'm not in a wheelchair. So Yet. I have agreed this year we are going to go on the road and explore. So I have put together what I call the Snyder Family Excellent Adventure. And pre-trip, this is uh, my husband and I get very organized when we do things together because it really lowers the margin for <laughs> battles and fights if we document. So, Anne, why don't you start right at the top of the three-page itinerary? And listeners, if you're going to take a trip with your spouse and or children this is you might want to take some notes and i'm not lying go ahead ann wow (laughs) (laughs) so pre-trip pre snyder family excellent adventure there are a couple things that you're going to want to get done you're going to want to hold the mail yeah you can do that online yeah usps.com yeah you're going to want to cancel that newspaper yes i am You're going to want to get someone who's trustworthy and loyal, not only to watch your house, but to take out that trash. Even if the container's empty, 
if it goes out to the curb, then the robbers will think you still are at home. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you don't want to cancel your cleaning lady. Yeah. Cripes. Well, you're going to want to leave a file of emergency information with your family. Now, normally, like when I take a business trip to Baltimore or Chicago, I don't ever do this, but I'm so sure that the odds are greater than 50% that a cliff will find our name and we'll go Thelma and Louise into the canyon. I do, and you know what, maybe I'll leave it with you, a copy of my will, my health care proxy, and all the passwords from a credit card so that... I know your passwords. Oh, yeah. There's no liquidity on any of those cards. No, like, I don't but, need nothing. No, but then when the estate settles, you can pay them off. Just whatever outfit you want to be laid out in. Just tell, okay, tell me before you go, and I'll get her to the cleaners. And a copy of Madonna Records, if need. Sheepers, creepers. And then you're going to want to get your airline tickets and all that pre-Bordra. Yeah. All that all Because we're, t- we're a TSA pre-check family. That's right. You're going to want to make accommodations for your animals yeah uh, nilla is going to camp bow wow for for the duration Shaper. we can watch her on the bow wow cam on and by the way 36 dollars a night times 14 nights you do the math you're going for two weeks that's what my husband wanted to two do. two full weeks he said by the time you get a rocky mountain high you have to it takes a long time i don't know i don't know i don't want to go <laughs> Your employer's allowing this? I have unlimited vacation time, but I don't even know what that means. What's the budget on this? I don't know. Cheapers. We we better take a break. We're going to take a break because now we're going to get into it. Then we're going to get into this. All right. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm I'm Ann Snyder. (laughs) Snyder, I'll call. We're flying up no ceiling when we in our zone. Hee-haw, y'all. This is <laughs> Snyder on Call. And I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder, and I'm getting ready to take a She's trip. heading out west. <laughs> heading out west. <laughs> wow. They say the air's very thin out there, and I'm just so nervous. Now you've got me all in a knot. I and mean, we haven't even left. <laughs> I've traveled with you. I know what you like. I know what you don't like. I know what you're capable of. And sadly... I know what you're not capable of. So, listeners, walk with me now into this 14-day itinerary of the Snyder Family Excellent Adventure. On day one, we are departing Buffalo, and we're going to Denver. Wow. We're going to drive from Denver. Wait, and then two days later. Oh, wait a second. When we're in Denver, the things we're going to do are golfing, fishing, Denver Art Museum, and shopping. Well, yeah, I'm doing one of those things. Mm. I might go to the museum. Wow. Day three. Three. We're going to drive from Denver. We're picking up a rental car. Picking up a rental. What kind? She's reserved. She's a standard SUV. What does that mean? I don't know. That means it's like your Honda. That's a mini SUV. What do you think a standard is? I don't know. What kind of car do you drive? I drive the full size, like I, a I gigantic station. So like I'm driving like a, a truck. I want to <laughs> upgrade to that. I want to drive around in the living room. If I'm going to die in the desert, I want to die in comfort. Yeah. All right. I got to upgrade. Go ooh, ahead. Ooh. So you're going to leave in, in your little clown car <laughs> and you're going to drive from Denver to the Rocky Mountain National Park. National Park 
number one. Thank you. Wow, that's two hours outside of Denver. And where are we staying? You're going to stay at the Rocky Mountain Park in Hummer. And, and <laughs> she, what, are, what, are, what are our activities? The activities there are whitewater rafting. Uh-uh. Yikes. <laughs> oh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Well, guess what? Two days later, if you don't like that water rafting situation, you're going to leave Rocky Mountain Park and you're going to go to the south rim of the Grand Canyon. How many hour drive? How many miles is that? That's 736 (laughs) miles. That's 12 hours. Mr. Snyder thinks... In one day? Yeah, he thinks we leave at 7 a.m. We get in 7 p.m. Wow. <laughs> well, when you get there, you're going to stay at some place called <laughs> the Canyon Plaza Resort. Oh, it sounds so good. Yeah, it's only 200 bucks a night, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but good news, on one of those days... What are we going to do? A mule ride. <laughs> Do you know what a mule is? Donkey house. It's like a small donkey, I think. Well, she ain't going to carry The crusher? <laughs> she ain't going to go with Miss Julie. Well, when you've had enough of that fun, you're going to drive from the south rim of the Grand Canyon, and guess where you're going? Uh, home. You're going to Bryce Canyon National Park. Julie, that's in Utah. <laughs> that's another 300 miles, and guess what? What? Another 5.5 in the car. Uh, Boom. Uh, I think I've, I've had six days in the car so far. Wow. And what am I going to do at Bryce? Uh, there don't seem to be any activities <laughs> listed there. I would say you're going to nurse your rump from the mule ride and try to repair your marriage. <laughs> so, So the next day... Or two days later, you're going to drive from Bryce Canyon National Park. Oh, now we get into it. Vegas, baby. Oh, good. Thank you, Jesus. Four hours later, you're in Vegas. Thank you, Jesus. And and I booked this. We're staying at the Mirage. Yeah. My my el- my younger daughter. She's no fool. Flying in from Manhattan. We're going to go straight to the spa at the Mirage. And Mr. Snyder and Junior are going to go see Siegfried and Roy's <laughs> secret garden. I did fail to mention that when you're on your way to Las Vegas, yeah, guess what you're going to do? I don't know why. You're going to hit another national park. We're up to four or three. I, I think know. this is the fourth one. All right. So you're at the Mirage, and, and basically what I see here is a buffet yeah. i see the hoover dam yep i see the clark county museum that's only two dollars admission and it's a very authentic wild west place wow and then of course siegfried and roy wow i know well the fun will be over there quite soon and you're going to be driving from vegas to pasadena now does your adult daughter leave you no she's going to stay in the car through the mojave desert so if we all burn to a crisp She'll be with me. Wow. Um. Apparently, you're having lunch or dinner at the <laughs> Rancho Mirage. Well, no. My uncle is retired in Rancho Mirage, so he doesn't know this yet in case he's a listener. Uncle <laughs> Uncle Robert and Aunt Barbara, we're going to stop there for lunch. Do you mind if we stay? We're, we're going to come for a meal, and then we're going to continue to Pasadena. Wow. And you're going to stay with family there, it looks yes, like. Yes. My nice. husband's sister. You're going to visit some friends. You're possibly going to hit up Disneyland. For sure. California Adventure Theme Park at Disneyland. Good girl. 
story. You're going to go to a museum, and then just when you can't take another second <laughs> of your family, you're going to go to a Dodgers baseball game. Oh, I hope. I, it's just a wish. It's a wish upon a star. Wow. You're wishing that they say, we'll go. You stay at the hotel. Oh, I want to go to a spa or a, a salon oh, in L.A. Wow. I don't need to go to, like, Rodeo Drive. But my gut is that there's great shopping in Pasadena. I've been to the Saks there. It's the Saks where that one actress got caught shoplifting that one time. Winona Ryder? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's also, Pasadena is where America's Got Talent films all of their um You auditions. should try to get on a game show. Ooh. Like Wheel of Fortune <gasps> or um, Price is Price Right. Price is Right. All right, I'm going. Come on down. I'm going. All right, I'm going to add that to the itinerary. And so, then we fly back. Yeah, then you fly back, and everybody kind of goes their own way. If you all, A, come back, B, are still talking to each other, C, are not out of money, time, patience, or love for each other. Um, well, and then I, it looks like you pick up that dog, and then Labor Day, and then school starts. Boom, summer, done. Well, there you go. I mean, it's going to be a great trip. And I have. I applaud you. I mean, that's ambitious, to say the least. That's a long time well, we in wanted, the car. Well, we wanted to see Muir Woods, but there was like, it's very hard to get out that old National Geographic, which is what old school Phil like Snyder. Like the Atlas? Yeah. It's what he used to like map this whole trip. Wow. And to think about north, south, north, south, and Yellowstone, Yellowstone and Muir Woods in Northern California is next summer if the marriage survives and I'm still alive. I'm not going on that trip either. I want you to. Would you fly out to Vegas? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll go to Vegas all day long. Not this year because I got to go to Cooperstown. Oh, my gosh. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back in the fall. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. And this is Snyder on Call. We'll be right back. I've got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. And Ann, we really missed you last time in studio. In fact, it's been a while, but we knew given travel schedules. The travel over the summer, and none of it is for pleasure. Like, it's all for baseball, or it's for work. or it, not, Believe me, I'm not sitting on a beach somewhere having a, a good old time for myself. I know, so true. But I do have to confess that while you were away, I had to break the rule. The rule is that you and I always do Snyder on call together that's the truth and we've even talked of investing in a third microphone so that when we do have guests in studio we will have the same audio quality that our listeners have come to expect well you know how we love a gift registry maybe we register for that third microphone and the gopro cam the camera for when we take our oprah and gail road oh, trip yeah, that's true <laughs> we need that we're gonna item. go to the big apple so uh, the next little segment is from our dear friend Robin in Boston. I'm so sorry I missed it. Robin got us started with an amazing listening party in Boston three years ago. We feel, speaking of springboards, she was a springboard for, sure. for validating and encouraging us to pursue our dream. And nothing makes you feel more legitimate than to go to Robin's home in Hingham, Massachusetts, Surrounded by caterers and women of the highest degree of wealth and class <laughs> yes. and decorum, giving you the affirming nod. And they validate it. They so, sure to the did. women of Hingham, we love you. We salute you. 
to those customers of Robin's Nest who may be tuning in for the first time, just get ready because you're going to hear your beloved Robin offering advice uh, in the next few segments. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right back with Robin. And Anne, you were with us in spirit. I bet. We'll be right back. I'm Julie. I'm Anne. Snyder on call. As above it, moving so phenomenally. more like the way we rock it. So don't stop So welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder, and normally this is when you hear... And I'm Ann Snyder. But guess what? Ann Snyder had to take an important phone call, I think in Cooperstown, New York, or wherever the Baseball Hall of Fame is. She is on the road. I wouldn't say summer solstice. I'd say basically chauffeur, (laughs) chauffeur And she has asked that even in her absence, we not miss this opportunity for a very special guest in studio. In fact, this guest, if Anne were here, Anne would be going crazy because this guest actually launched Snyder on Call. We did a listening party in Boston three and a half years ago and had a room full of VIPs. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. Hosted by our dear friend Robin from Boston, interior decorator to the stars. Uh, and to Julie Snyder's uh, Barco Lounger uh, <laughs> redos down on the first floor. So we want to welcome to studio Robin Pellissier. Is that how I pronounce it with a with a hard R? Or go ahead, tell me what that name is. Well, it's French Canadian, so it's been very very nostalgic. I'm sure for my husband's family. For me to be up so close to the Canadian border today. So it's French-Canadian, and we have a tendency to bastardize it or Massachusettsize it a little bit. A lot of people say policier, and in Massachusetts they say palacia. What is the proper pronunciation? We say palacier. Palace. But The proper is policier. And tell us a little bit, Robin, what, in addition to being a mother of four, a wife to an amazing husband, an upstanding citizen in a salt box town known as Hingham, Mass., what is your vocation, if you were? How would you describe what you do, living your passion and journey? I am an interior designer. I do residential interior design. We do a little bit of commercial, which is not my absolute favorite venue, but I love doing the residential, and we work all over New England. How long have you been at this, Robin? This Uh, is my 21st year. Sweet Jesus. So let's stop right there, listeners. (laughs) Someone that's been doing something for 22 years, a woman-owned business, a woman who is taking her talents and passion for 22 years. Didn't happen overnight, did it, Robin? You didn't get the cover of traditional home in your first week did you love no not at all not even in my 21st year well I think we had a cover somewhere we've had a lot of covers cover girl if you will so Robin tell me about what you love the most about your work I love the creative process it's just very inspiring. I've always loved flipping through magazines. So many things inspire me. I remember when I was living in New York and I went to a friend's home in Greenwich, Connecticut, and I walked in and I absolutely, all right, it was a, it was a boy that I was going out with. And I walked into, I couldn't stand Was it him. his mom and dad's home? It was his parents' home oh, in Greenwich. Oh, of course. He was well, living in we New go. York. We take the A train. Yes. and Or the we, easy train, if you will. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and 
I went into, and I, I really realized I didn't like him, but I fell immediately in love with his mother. Where When I saw this apple green lacquered hallway, oh. I nearly collapsed. It was that beautiful. It was that beautiful. And I really debated whether or not to stay with him just because of the pure, unadulterated love I felt for his mother and the home itself. But I've always known, I've always had a passion for it. And you're at the point in your career now where people come to you. You don't go out with a little suitcase of swaps and samplers. No, you have a bricks and mortar store. You have five assistants and associates who are all on their Apple laptops, busy Pinteresting and Wintresting. Mm to create those looks and curate, curate, curate the content that becomes beautiful homes and living spaces. Is that right? That's right. And Robin, uh, what are the five elements of design that we must always think about? I'm going to guess number one is light. Yes, excellent. And let's talk about light. You don't have enough of it in your home. I know, it's dark. (laughs) I'm running a funeral home. (laughs) She wants all the drapes off. I mean, little does she know upstate New York, Nanook of the North, we have to insulate. No, but light, very important. Why don't you talk a little bit about light, Rob? Uh, Well, I think, uh, and I'll use your living room if I can as an example, Uh, there's a lot of uplight in your living room, and you have a lot of shades on things, too, which which can darken the actual ambient light that is given off. So I do think the the way to get the best light in a room is to have down light that can be recessed, that can be sconces that are that you know shed the light down on a room, up light which is also any kind of a sconce and ambient light, uh, task lighting are I think are we going to get your best quality of light. And light is so important. And Robin was just helping us actually with a color for our exterior door. And she said, I want you to get these swatches. And then do you know what she told us? I want you to look at it in the morning, the afternoon, and the evening light. Because there are so many different phases of the day and the light changes. So the second element of design from Julie Snyder's book of (laughs) biggest bullshitter ever, I would say color. And let's talk a little bit about color, Robin. Well, right now there seems to be a huge trend in going much lighter. Bleached floors, a lot of coastally pale blues and greens, gray, gray and white, you know, coastal clean. A lot of times a client will come in and say, have you ever seen the movie uh, Something's Gotta Give? Or, you know, they'll name something or they'll have pictures to show me. And generally they're very, you know, I see the trend particularly in younger people, going paler and lighter and more monochromatic. But I do think if you are somebody that likes things that are lighter and whiter, then texture has to really come into play. You have to use woods and steel and stone and all those other things to bring about a successful room. Otherwise too monochromatic. All, otherwise too flat. Flat, flat, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I love a pop of color. I use color a lot. And... You have to be a little bit fearless to do it, but if you just bring color in, even books in a bookcase are a great way to add color. Or, you know, a, a toss pillow or two is a great way to add color. Or a throw is another great way over a blanket to add color to a room. And those are easy to change out seasonally. Positively. Even like I'm sitting next to a beautiful uh, package of cocktail napkins right now, which um, actually, where is the cocktail that goes with these cocktail napkins? No, but uh, a package of cocktail. They're green and white, sort of a lattice design. And even cocktail napkins with a great print or a great color 
set aside on a on a side table can just it's it's not only the color that brings the interest to a room it's also part of your personality yeah excellent well we're going to take a quick break because i don't want to run over and robin needs to have a little bit more iced tea we do have blowouts scheduled uh coming up in about 32 minutes but what i'm going to do is i'm going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back because i'm going to have robin share a, a, an early story about life with uh as i was known in the day jr we'll be right back i'm julie snyder and there's no ann snyder I know, but I'm you're robin pelissier but Hi, what, are, what are we listening to snyder on call we'll be right back under the lights when everything goes nowhere to hide when i'm getting you close well welcome back to snyder on call i'm julie snyder and i'm robin pelissier the poor i i feel and we love you and we know you're in cooperstown we have a vip guest in studio whose schedule only permitted a visit at the same time as the world junior league little league whatever <laughs> wherever Anne is. We're talking about the elements of design, and we've talked about a little bit. This is just really little cliff notes to really wet your whistler. We've talked about light. We've talked about color. Another element of of design are the seasons. Yes. So funny. When I'm looking at right now working on somebody's home, I tend to think much cooler colors because of the season I'm actually living in. And I have to restrain myself a little bit and remember if this is a home in New England or Buffalo, New York, it's it gets pretty cold and you don't always want to be living with pale blues and cooler colors, lavenders and lilacs and coastally colors. So I think some of the things that we talk about when wanting to summarize our home, there are a few easy tips, I would say, to, to how to achieve that cooler look in the summer. And some of those things might be rolling up your rugs, clearing away all of your your throws and blankets, firewood. You're usually not having fire in the summer. I would put that right out in the garage. Quick things that you can do and inexpensive things like home goods, if you have those up here, or even an Ikea, is to get some lighter colored, pastel colored pillows and put those on the sofa, remove some of the dark, darker colors. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. And the other thing I think when we talk about seasonality is to make sure that even in the winter months that you have green and living and live things. And this is something that you often uh, advise your your clients and customers to do, to add color. Very much. I think that color and texture are things that are so intertwined because you could have a room that lacks any color whatsoever, but greenery, just even going out of your house and cutting some greenery off your Trees or hedges or boxwood. Exactly. And putting them in a pot of water, just add a lot of a living, breathing organism to a room. And that really says this house is lived in. Somebody lives here. And I, I think that's really one of the most attractive things about walking into somebody's home. As much as people try to make apologies and saying, oh, my gosh, don't look, I'm embarrassed. Or this came from my husband's mother in law and we're getting rid of it. And I obviously can see beyond any of that, but I so much appreciate the fact that people live in their homes, they love in their homes, and I I know they love in their homes when I see evidence of living, breathing things, even if it's potatoes out on the countertop or onions, you know, or or a candle that's been burning in the the kitchen or in the dining room. It just says, you know, people People live here. People live here. And they love here. And and that sort of uh, leads right up to that fourth element design, which is sort of the 
persona and personality. It's got to be lived in. Robin uh, works, for, I'm not going to name drop, and we don't want to violate a decorating HIPAA, <laughs> uh, but there have been some significant professional athletes, some significant um, venture capitalists, fund managers, uh, significant media celebrities. Again, it's just on the tip of my tongue, and I don't dare, but you know, <laughs> if Anne were here, she'd probably say right under her breath. But the point is, is that you can't, even if you have all the money in the world, and you, you can go buy everything. If it's all just for show and it's not lived in and doesn't reflect the personality, mm-hmm. the spirit of the people that live there, who cares? Right, Robin? Absolutely. It's, it's some of the biggest, most expensive, outrageous kitchens with tile that, you know, t- 20 different types of tile, professional ranges, you know, that, that take about an hour to heat because they are professional and they're used in restaurants. To, mm-hmm. So it, it's they're, they're really a different animal altogether. But a lot of these kitchens that we've done are, are, are soulless in a lot of ways because, first of all, a lot of these kitchens that we do, they, some of these people aren't cooks anyway, and that's evident. I think, as I, I was saying earlier, that a kitchen that doesn't have to be perfect the floors don't have to be you know the wood doesn't have cherry to be wood per- from africa exactly it it doesn't it's not all those elements it's not a sub-zero it's not it's stainless it's not uh cabinet covered refrigerators it's those are one of many ele- elements that go into a beautiful kitchen but the real ones are that there is somebody in there that's cooking for a family that is e- at- eating at the table eating at the table. For instance, if I may, JR, this morning I had breakfast here and I was so it was so delightful to sit in this sunny little corner and JR's husband was was here, her darling son was at the table. JR was up at the store. We're sitting around this round table flooded with sunlight and we have placemats and plates and napkins and uh, mint iced tea and coffee and Eggs and sausage sausages. And egg waffle, thick and fluffy, six to a package de- and well worth it. Delicious. And I felt so loved and catered to. And, and, and I said, do you often sit around the table, the whole family, and have, have a meal like this? She said, absolutely. Sometimes it's a little rushed in the morning. You know, we're all on our way out, but we do. We all sit here and we have breakfast, and at night we have dinner here. And I thought that was so terrific based on... You know, I, I just see so many people running, 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 eating, standing up, eating on the go, eating in their car. And it was it was very refreshing and very life affirming to sit oh, here this morning. God love you. Well, I, we do have a blowout appointment coming up, Robbie. So I'm going to go right jump, just jump, jump, jump right to number five, the fifth element of design. Okay. Which is the intimidating topic and issue and something that I think women, let's let's pull up our big girl panties and let's say we're worth it. And that's the budget. There is a cost involved, but many people feel that they've got the beer barrel budget and they want the Cadillac or I don't even, I'm not saying the right thing. Robin, let's talk about the financial transaction. You're a businesswoman. Your mind, your brain, your creativity is sought after. And the dollars are the dollars, but the discussion comes first, as I understand it. People sometimes have a number in mind. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people, budget isn't an issue, Mm -hmm. but often it is. And should people be intimidated or say, well, I I can't afford a decorator. I can't afford the Lee Joe Fabunny wallpaper that I saw (laughs) on Pier 9 last year. 
tell talk a little bit about that the high and the low and and everything in sure. between just around that end. sure well I think uh, I can speak personally that there are a lot of times people will sort of wake up in the morning look at their house and say oh I've got to do something and give us a call and sometimes it's just an impetuous thing it's in the moment because what we do is we try to get them to come into our office based on having a conversation on the phone and sit with us and be able to really tell us how we can help them. What is it we can do to help you? And although people think budgets are the most important thing, it is it is somewhat important. And we, we find a way to t- get that topic on the table. I might say to somebody, do you have a budget in mind for what you'd like to do? Or... Would you rather tell me based on what you've shown me or a floor plan you've shown me or pictures of rooms that you've shown me, would you like me to come up with an estimate, which I can do very easily sort of based on square footage and seeing things that they like or talking about pieces of furniture, and I I can get it pretty quickly. So I'm very comfortable giving somebody a, a, a ballpark idea, and they can either say that's absolutely not at all what I was hoping for, or that sounds great. You know, the other thing is that people have to remember is a good decorator is never, or a good designer is never going to outprice somebody for what they have and what they want and where they live. We take all of those things into consideration. And, you know, sometimes just getting somebody that you say, could I pay you hourly to go out and put something fantastic together for me? It can be from Ikea, which has great things. It could be a little bit from Pottery Barn, all those things. And paying somebody to put it together for you or to come up even with just a plan for you to go execute it yourself are all great ideas. But don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, ladies. Find your voice. We're going to take a quick break because I want to end this time with Robin. uh, Probably I'm going to start to cry because we're going to celebrate the friendship the friendship that is this amazing woman. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Robin Pellissier. You're listening to Snyder On Call. When we move, you already know. Welcome back to a special edition of Snyder On Call with Anne on the Road. Uh, I've got someone across the table from me. And one of the whole tenets of Snyder On Call, and it's not a coincidence that Robin is sitting across the table from me, because for 36 years, this woman has been in my life. And I would say starting 35 years and 11 months ago, I have never been built up so much by a friend. And this woman has always encouraged the best in me. And I hope I've encouraged the best in her because there is an unconditional love and admiration that we have for each other. That, And so many of our listeners, you have friends like this, friends that you met in college, you knew in high school. You you suffered through the first horrible marriage, and you celebrated the second beautiful marriage. You you suffered through the heartache of kids, and all the while, long distance calls, quick text messages. Oh my God, I'm going to be in the same town as this friend, or I'm passing through. And I have had this relationship with Rob, and and the whole pursuing of Snyder on Call, which I admit is my humble little hobby, but a creative outlet to not listen to my goat brain and Ann Snyder's goat brain that mm. says, don't do it, you're going to fail. You know what? Robin has been the number one cheerleader. When we said, do you think we could do a listening party? When I say star-studded, when I say catered, when I say her husband came home and realized he was going to be the guest bartender. <laughs> but I mean, this is this is what happens with the richness of friendship. And it's something women have a unique and and 
gifted way to maintain the ties that bind, to love a friend so unconditionally. And I just, I look at Robin and I just am filled with love. And uh, here comes my husband to break <laughs> right into this. Hang on, we'll be right back. Hang on. So just so sorry for that interruption as I was reaching my Magna Carta thesis. <laughs> but Robin, what, what are your thoughts about enduring friendship and just this this friendship? I mean, if you could. I mean, just because I think it's it's so reflective of what our listeners also have. Yes. It, it's JR, it's beyond it's beyond heartwarming. And really without having somebody like you who was so loyal and so, you know, picked up the phone, sent holiday cards, it really sustained and nurtured this friendship after we both graduated. I first met JR when I was a senior doing an internship down in Washington, D.C., and Julie was a freshman. In college. In college. And we, (laughs) I heard her voice down the hall and I said to somebody, who is that loud mouth down the hall? I just never in a million years would have thought we would become the friends. That we, we were inseparable once we fell in love. <laughs> and we, Stephanie Mills and Earth, Wind & Fire, we sang our little lungs out. I Michael the- Jackson, Thriller and Off the Wall. Thriller. Off the Wall. It was Off the Wall. Benson and Hedges, 100s. You've never seen anything like it. Uh, Chablis. Chablis. And we never Chardonnay, and we would take that bus the public <laughs> down to right down to Dupont Circle. <laughs> we knew every bartender and club owner in in, in the city. Jesus, and these were the Reagan years. These ladies. were the Reagan years, and there were lines and lines outside of these clubs. And we would get down there thinking that we just were the most gorgeous, and we would get waved right to the front of the line. Now I would say Robin's wearing like a <laughs> Chanel flat, a black beautiful pant. Uh, low-cut shirt with a freckly décolleté, décolletage, <laughs> and, like, pearls. I am, like, dressed like a lesbian. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm in a chino no pant, a whale belt. I've got a green Lacoste boy size 18 because in the day I, I still wear boys clothes. I mean, we must have looked like Mutt and Jeff, but, oh, my God, oh. come up to the front, ladies. Those two, up. <laughs> Up. We, I didn't even know. We didn't know to tip a door. We didn't know anything. We, knew nothing. we three bucks, exact, three buck between chuck, us, between us. <laughs> but what a what a time we I had! And I mean, it just endured and endured. I've never when I I mean here I am this rough cut kid from Pittsburgh. Not at when all. I met Rob, I had never met anybody more glamorous in my life, and she gave me the. The awareness, the awareness of how an enthusiastic and beautiful spirit can just lift, lift, lift. And I I love to be with Robin, near Robin, at her home. I love to have her come to my upstate New York home, which is such a treat. For and me, For me. Yeah, well, for both of us. So, ladies, even though we talked about decorating, and I'll put some links up to her beautiful, I I mean, beautiful page and Pinterest, and I don't even know what. I'm really, the most important thing is not that I have a fabulous job and that I'm blessed in my career journey or that Robin lives a blessed life. It's that we have this friendship. Enduring. 
enduring. And when I, it was, it wasn't long after I first met her that we joked that at the end of our lives, we would be together like down in Palm Beach. And we sort of joked about it. But you know what? Now that we're like in our 50s, we're sort of starting, it's starting to. It's not so funny. <laughs> and I'm saying Naples. She's saying Palm Beach. Well, no, I could do Naples. The point is, is that we just are like that. We just know now. It's the ties that bind. We've known each other longer than first or second marriage of spouse. We've known yeah. each other before. The... So, ladies, take time for those friendships. Positively. Take time. Water, feed, nurture. Yes. Just like your marriage. But you know what? We're going to outlive the men. We are demographically, biologically. So let's make sure we, we hang on to our girlfriends. Robin, thank you so much for being in studio. I love you. I love you, too. And I loved this so much. And I miss you, Anne. I wish I got to see you this trip. Well, we're going to bring, we might bring it on the road. Okay. We might bring this whole get up and go out to out to Hingham for a live remote. Wouldn't that be something? Would you, would you host us in you studio? You know I will. All right. It's called Robin's Nest in Hingham. Yeah. What? Give a little plug. Uh, if my website is Robin R O B I N Pelissier P E L I S S I E R dot com, and if at, you're ever in Hingham, if you're ever in Hingham, please stop by our shop at twenty eight North Street. And if you say you are a Snyder on call fan, you're getting a ten percent discount. You're getting twenty. Have what? a good apple. All right, I'm oh, coming. Yeah. I'm on my way. <laughs> Love you so much. Thanks for listening. I'm Julie Snyder, and I'm Robin Pellis, and you're listening to a special edition of Snyder on Call. It's in the air. It's in my blood. It's rushing on. I don't need no reason. Don't be controlled. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. We're here for women. We're here to laugh. We're here to really go through our inbox, if you will, (laughs) of items that we think are worthy, worthy of our listeners' time. And really... There are also things that we just want to tell each other. So, Anne, I, you came into studio today. Uh, you were the one carrying the weekly community newspaper. Let's let's take a listen. I can't get enough of this little nugget. This is the community newspaper, and they have a weekly feature called the Police Blotter. Have we ever been in there? We've never been in there, Go but ahead. it won't be long now. I think, as I understand it. This is kind of a tongue-in-cheek situation. I think that they do not realize how ridiculous these things are, but I feel like somebody's putting in there, like it's filling space in the paper. Well, I think that they they call the police log and select the most unique calls that they receive into their 911 system. And might I add, these are calls to the police. Right. I'm just going to give you a couple, and then I'm going to finish with my favorite. Okay. So, Julie, did you hear about what happened on Saturday, July 23rd? No. A resident of ABC Road reported that sometime overnight, her landscaping lights were removed and smashed in the street by an (laughs) unknown person. And as if that wasn't bad enough, do you know what else happened? To the same lady? No. She also reported that her neighbor's hanging baskets had been removed and placed on the ground by the porch. (laughs) Wow. I hope they had their gardening gloves on. I hope they were wearing their gardening gloves. Well, first of all, those lights, if they're those little solar lights that are like so unstable... 
All right. What's next? Well, the very next day, as if things couldn't get any worse. Bandits. Right. Over on Crestwood Lane, a resident reported that people in a dark-colored SUV were driving around the neighborhood. And guess what they were stealing, Julie? What? They were stealing for sale signs off the front lawns of people's houses that were for sale. (laughs) Well, they don't want their neighbors to leave. They're Mm -hmm. sad. That's right. That's right. We've got a stolen bicycle. We've got someone's taillight being broken by an, a shopping cart. And guess what else? What? A piece of resistance. Okay. On Monday, July 25th, you know what happened? What? A woman on Miller Road reported that for the past several weeks, <laughs> she's been receiving mysterious packages that contain obscene sexual merchandise. <laughs> She told the police the packages appear to be sent from a person that lives in China. I'm certain that's the manufacturer, and I'm certain it's a mistake. I can't. And this is your from an, adre- from an address in China? Yeah, yeah. And she's waited. She's been opening these parcels for several weeks. Yeah, she don't ever talk about returning them or return to sender. Like, she ain't giving me none of that. She just wait. But could you admit, like, if you open the first brown paper wrapped yeah, yeah. P.O. box Zhejiang, and it's got an inappropriate piece of merchandise or dirty pictures... But and then, but you call the police sure like no way. How, do, how does that go? Nine one one. What's your emergency? I've got a dirty package on my front doorstep. But she kept open, receiving and opening, receiving and opening. Mm-hmm. Rece- you know what I think? Thou does protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ann Snyder. I'm Julie Snyder. Please don't send us any packages. Please, this Snyder on call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. And Anne, it is really the greatest days of summer. We've had beautiful weather. Oh, the weather's been glorious. The kids have been good. They've stayed out of trouble. Sure enough. And as we both get ready to take our sort of our final summer trip, it's time to wind down on this podcast. I can't believe it. Another one in the can. Number 21. Wow. And that's a lucky number, a number that I may use when I get to Vegas. <laughs> Although, as you know, last time didn't go so good. Didn't well. work out so well. Didn't go so good. But we do want to thank our listeners. Uh, we are going to be back in the fall. We're going to really work hard on our Twitter account password. We're going to work very hard on encouraging our listeners to become some callers. We love our caller. We have a small number of weddings, quite honestly, into late August, early September. Mm. So we're going to report in on those. But we just love doing this podcast. We love catching up with each other. And we so appreciate our listeners, don't we, Anne? We sure do. And speaking of listeners, one of our listeners has an amazing in-ground pool that is never occupied. Ever. And, and so both of our children are downstairs chomping at the bit, as they only can do in the summertime. They want to go for a quick swim before you and I start the rest of our day. How right. does that sound, It Dan? sounds great. And it's, it's, like, hilarious because this listener's 
backyard, luxurious, tranquil-like setting. It's, beautifully it's, landscaped. It's beautifully landscaped, and it's quiet most of the day. Suburb, but when, yeah. when Snyder Jr. and Snyder Jr. get over there, the neighbors are all looking out the window. They're screaming. They're splashing. There's destruction of rafts and noodles. Oh, yeah, remember Pool last noodles, year. yeah, where they... Yeah. They destroyed the <laughs> the flamingo, the, the pink blow up flamingo. It's we're raising animals. We're trying. No, we're trying no, real hard. We're raising boys in the summer, and and what a blessing to have a friend with a pool. True enough. So we're gonna sign off. We're gonna get a little SPF going because Annie's a redhead, and it, you you are How about like, this tan I'm working, huh? It's like a it's like a blue collar tan. I don't like it. It, oh. it ends at my shirt, my t shirt sleeve, and then my shorts. It's a train wreck. It's all, all right. the frecklers coming together to all roast. Right. And let's get you in a strapless suit and, oh, and even it up. Cripes. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Snyder on Call. <laughs> I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on. Off from my city, off from my home. We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone. I got that sunshine in my pocket. Got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off it. Moving so phenomenally.
Jesus. 